Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Monti, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. This man next to me is the vice mayor, occasionally known as your thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Jesse, I know that we talked in our headline a bit about uh, what we're going to talk about here in the beginning, and I know you're going to immediately refute what I said there in the headline, but I am the Diamondbacks did miss out on the team gold glove award. Uh, they missed out on it to the Milwaukee Brewers who did have a very good season defensively. However, you could argue that this was one of the best defensive years in Diamondbacks history. Uh, they set a franchise record for errors. And of course, you know, that's a good thing. Not everything, though, that the defense is based on. Obviously, outs above average and defensive runs saved are very important metrics that we talk about all this uh, all the time on this show. But still, it seemed like the Diamondbacks definitely were one of the best defensive run or defensive teams in baseball. And they did have some good numbers uh, in those other categories as well. They did. Yeah, uh, this was an excellent season for the Diamondbacks defensively. I don't want to make it sound like it wasn't. Right. Uh, defense was a big reason why the Diamondbacks were as good as they were this year. And um, yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks don't make the playoffs if they aren't a well above average defensive team. That was a really big part of, of the identity of, of this team and what made it so good. I, I do. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would say this. This was the best season that the Diamondbacks have ever had defensively uh, from an airs perspective. It is if you look at uh, if you look at those other nerd stats, uh, defensive runs saved and outs above average. The D-backs in 2018 had 123 defensive runs saved. That was a good team, which is which is wild. Uh, this year they had 46, which is still a very good number. Yeah. It's actually only the seventh highest uh, number of defensive runs saved that they've ever had in a season. Uh, outs above average has only been a thing for a few years, so there's not as much data there. Uh, they had 31 this year. They did have 44 last year, actually. So that's like their second best year. Yeah, so I think now. second best since like uh, said, since that started. Not, not, not a stat they've been keeping for very long. But right. the Milwaukee Brewers, and something that, that Damon brought up to me in regards to this, they just... The, the, you know, you got Craig Council now is kind of like emerging as as a leader for the manager of the year uh, for National League somehow. Uh, I don't know. I don't he, know. he no longer manages. The he Brewers. does not manage the Brewers, but the Brewer, you know, again, and the Brewers win this award for for the National League. And it's like they just kind of kind of quietly were a good team. Like when you talk about their numbers this season and you talk about especially Council's tenure there as manager, they just. Yeah, you just kind of expected the Brewers to make the playoffs, which they did a lot, and they just kind of were always a good team. Yeah, I remember writing my my preview of of the Diamondbacks Brewers series and, and the Wild Card series, and you know I went like uh, I went offense and pitching, and you know compared bullpens, compared starting rotations, and all that. And when I got to defense, I was kind of surprised to see that the Milwaukee Brewers actually graded out better than the Diamondbacks uh, defensively, according to some of the stats we were talking about earlier. Milwaukee Brewers had 68 uh, defensive runs saved this year. They had 41 outs above average. Both of those were higher than the D-backs numbers. And yeah, like these numbers aren't everything. I don't want to make it sound like uh, these numbers are, are perfect. Uh, we, we've talked some on this show about how defensive metrics are still kind of in their earlier stages. And I'm, I'm still a little skeptical of, of some of what they say. Uh, Gabriel made a good point in the chat earlier about the that, errors. About the errors. Yeah, 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 there were, sure. I don't know what's going on, uh, <laughs> but there are, especially this season, it seemed there were way more plays that ended that were counted hits that it felt like previously would have been counted sure. errors i think that has a pretty big part to play as well and the fact that the diamondbacks had fewer errors because yeah, it wasn't they like had. they were just it was like 26 less errors than or something yeah. ridiculous yeah. like that as far as <laughs> the next closest season so you're definitely on to something with there they, they they say it's the changes of the rules and they say it's all of this other stuff but uh yeah the Errors in general are very arbitrary. That's definitely a human being deciding on what is and isn't an error. And like we've said in the past, a lot of times, if you are gifted athletically, you're almost going to be like counted for errors more than, than someone that is yeah, because you're going like, to be in the vicinity of the ball more often than somebody who yeah. can't doesn't have the range to make uh, great plays or whatever. But so yeah, all that to say, like I think the Brewers kind of should have won the award, and they did. And 
that's that. For and me. I, I, I completely don't, disagree. I, I think that I mean the D backs were great defensively. They're probably they second in the National League yeah, behind the Brewers. But according based on the numbers, which again, numbers are sort of flawed, but based on the numbers, it's pretty hard to make a case for the Diamondbacks over the Brewers and the yep. team gold glove award. That's what that's what this whole thing is about. A uh, piece of Yoshi is cursing in the chat now. He's asking where the swear jar is. Is that for yourself? I think that's <laughs> what's going on there. You can contribute all you want. We'll make sure it gets in that jar. Uh, I threw the jar away. No, it still exists. Don't worry, we'll have it back here soon. But uh, one ongoing issue that we've talked about as far as free agency or trades that the Diamondbacks might make this offseason is once again in regard to their problem at third base or their lack of, uh, I guess, any viable starter there that that they could proceed forward with. Uh, we've continued to look at some candidates and now we have a guy that we actually already were going to talk about who yes. is being linked to the Diamondbacks potentially. Yeah, John Heyman, I think this was Thursday of last week, I want to say. John Heyman wrote a column over at the New York Post and did mention the Diamondbacks as one of the teams that have been interested in Jamer Candelario, a third baseman that, yes, we were absolutely going to talk about anyway. The fit here is pretty clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was, uh, he was, he had a good season last year. He had 22 homers, 70 RBI. Uh, if we can pull up uh, Candelario's numbers for the season, they're they're like pretty pretty solid, uh, pretty solid across the board. Uh, an 807 OPS and 576 plate appearances. Yeah. Of course, started the year in Detroit, was traded to the Chicago Cubs at the trade deadline, and very instantly made like a pretty rad impression yeah, with the Cubs. Like significant he was right absolutely away. raking for like the first few weeks after that trade was made. Kind of yeah. slowed down. I think spent some time on the injured list toward the end of the year. But yeah, the fit here is clear. The D-backs need a third baseman. Candelario is a switch hitter. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, the not significant splits. He can hit righties. He can hit lefties. He can do a lot of things that the Diamondbacks need someone to be able to do. Yes. Why is he a better fit than Matt Chapman besides just the potential price tag? Um, it's really all the price tag. For it me. is all yeah, the price it's tag. pretty much all the price tag. <laughs> well, his uh, versatility is there. His defense <laughs> might not be as solid. He had minus five defensive runs saved. Two outs above average over there. Um, but, I mean, again, uh, he did play 115 games at third base. And the Diamondbacks need somebody that has that combination of offense and being able to start there at third base. And, and yeah. like, you're right, though. The price tag, uh, according to a couple of different sources, might it varies quite a bit, but it might be significantly cheaper than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, and real quick, I definitely said that Candelaria was traded from the Tigers to the Cubs when it was definitely oh, the Washington yeah, Nationals yeah. and not the Cubs. So uh, my my mistake. All there, your credibility is just gone. All of my though. credibility yeah, is gone instantly. Uh, he was with the Tigers for quite some time. Cut me some slack. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of the price tag, uh, this is hilarious because yeah. apparently no one has any idea what what Jamer Candelario not is going to actually get not because according to MLB trade rumors, they have. Jamer Candelario signing for four years and $70 million. And Jim Bowden over at The Athletic and his story, where he made a bunch of predictions about the size of various free agent contracts, he had Candelario signing for two years and $15 million. That's so quite a difference. That's a pretty enormous difference. <laughs> trade rumors would be over $15 million per year on a four-year deal yes. worth $70 million, <laughs> according to my math. And that's uh, much significantly different. And hopefully that could be the case for the Diamondbacks because if they were able to get somebody of that caliber that fits this team that well, two years and $15 million, that, I mean, even maybe op, uh, you know, offering a, a, an option for a third year, either a team option or a player option, like that just seems uh, to be exactly what the Diamondbacks are looking for as far even the four-year deal fits, right, more than probably what Matt Chapman's going to seek out because I imagine he's going to yeah. want a longer-term deal as well. Yeah, I mean, Chapman could be I – think we, I think we talked about the Athletic had six and 150. I mean, I think that might have been MLB trade rumors had six years, 150 million. Uh, of course, nobody really knows at this point, sure, but I think that's a, yeah, that's a pretty reasonable guess for Matt Chapman being kind of far and away the front runner at, at third base. And yeah, a lot of that has to do with what he gives you defensively. Candelario is not the defender at third base that Matt Chapman is. Chapman is a elite defender at third base. Candelario is basically a league average defender. Uh, Candelario had... I guess slightly better numbers offensively uh, in 2023. So you, you might be getting a better hitter if you sign uh, Jamer Candelario. But there's no question, like overall, Matt Chapman 
is the is the more valuable player because of what he gives you defensively. Uh, Piece of Yoshi has once again fired you, I believe. He said, "Get him out of here." Piece Cox of Yoshi fires me pretty much report. on the daily. I mean, he so, he you know. fires all of. Them. I tried to fire him. I tried to get ahead of it uh, and fire him proactively <laughs> earlier. But uh, Candelario is about to turn thirty. Uh, which, I mean, again, a four-year deal, not the worst thing to keep them under contract, even if that's the route they go. I have I a just, hard time seeing the D-backs go to four years and $70 million. I do, too. That's I was a, just thinking more of the length of the term and not necessarily the seven, $70 million. And, yeah, you're right about that. But uh, his baseball savant page is not great. No, no. Not great. It's not. It's really not all that inspiring. Take a look at that. Um, yeah, an expected batting average of mm. 233 this year, even though he hit about 270. Slugging percentage expected around expected slugging percentage of 405 compared to his actual 471. So yeah, there there's some considerable evidence here. I mean, you know, these pages aren't everything, but there's there's considerable evidence that if you're going into 2024 expecting Candelaria to, to slug 470 and you know hit <laughs> like 25 bombs. I don't know if that's yeah. a if that's a safe assumption. I think he might yeah. be. He might be more of like a league average, a little above league average type of a hitter moving forward. And that's why I don't see the Diamondbacks going to, you know, four years and 70 million for a guy who the underlying metrics sort of tell a, a you know, a little bit of a precarious story about what, what could be in his future. Well, if uh, you're uninspired by his baseball savant page, can I offer you a Gio Urshela, perhaps? <laughs> because if you want to talk about underwhelming potential options there at third base, I do know that, again, we're not looking like the Diamondbacks don't necessarily need to have a superstar over there, but they need, need to have somebody that can play regularly. They need to stop yeah. this kind of third base carousel. Maybe somebody that you know can put up some de- decent offensive numbers, and Urshela has proven that he can do that. However, that's inconsistent, and his defense defense is definitely inconsistent. So... Uh, but I mean, again, I, th- I, I think he might he might be that kind of potential target for Mike Hazen due to the fact that maybe he sees something there that they can work with, like Mike Hazen has seen in other guys. Sure. Right. Where it's going to kind of uh, not be the, the biggest move. It's not going to rock the baseball world, but it's going to bring somebody in here that, uh, uh, you know, can potentially get on base quite a bit. I mean, at least he's he's a. He was a decent hitter last year. He just didn't hit for power and didn't, you know, do yeah. the other stuff. Right? If we look at uh, Urshela's numbers for the season, they're, yeah, like, it's okay, right? Like a 299 batting average, that's certainly pretty compelling. But then you look um, at his slugging and his on-base percentage, and you're like, oh, kind of like all he did was kind of like hit. Like, he, he which is, singles, isn't terrible, yeah. but he just hit singles. Yeah, he just got on base through hits, which, again, not a terrible te- thing for a team that was very inconsistent with that at times last year, right? I mean, at least getting guys on base, maybe getting those hits when got runners are in scoring position. This feels very Emmanuel Rivera. Looking yeah. at these that's yeah. yeah, and that's that's kind of what Emmanuel I. Emmanuel Rivera at home. Yeah, we already have Emmanuel. Why are we stopping for Emmanuel Rivera at the drive-thru when we have Emmanuel <laughs> Rivera at home? That's a great point. That's ultimately what this comes down to. The D-backs aren't. It just, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to sign someone who you project to be basically the same player that Emmanuel Rivera would already be for you, right? And I think Rivera is probably a better third baseman uh, defensively than Gio Urshela is. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I really see it with Urshela. I think it goes back to what you said earlier of, you know, do the D-backs see some adjustments that could be made here? Do they see some reasons why he could get back to the hitter he's been at times in the past? Like, in 2020, Gio Urshela for the Yankees, I know it was only 43 games. He had an 858 OPS. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been a pretty good hitter in the past, but... He really wasn't that guy at all uh, last year. And granted, it was only 62 games, 228 played appearances with with the Angels last year. Sure. But yeah, Rivera and him on paper look pretty dang yeah. similar moving forward. His ability forward. to play first base. I mean, he did play a couple of games at short. He's played nine games at shortstop. Yeah, he can play a little shortstop, second, but you don't. So you probably don't really want him to play a whole lot of shortstop. No, you do not. You do not. And I'm sure yeah. those were just occasions where it was, you know, the situation, especially with that Angels team. But uh, Diamondbacks still have some, you know, options out there. It's just not many. And when we talk about Candelario, I think that, you know, potentially the Matt Chapman deal could impact how much he gets when you talk about yeah. those two quite different amounts. Two years, 15 million seems reasonable. Even two years, like 20 million before years. If the D-backs could like the sign other. Candelario for two years and 15 million, they would have done it like they yeah. would have done it the instant that free agency opened. I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to give you uh, I'm gonna split the difference here. <laughs> What not not necessarily okay. What about a four year, four okay. year, okay, uh, fifty million deal? Four four and fifty. Four and fifty. 
Mm. The annu- average annual value there is pretty reasonable. I mean, right. that's like $12.5 million a year. That's, and then that secures his future for the next four years, which is, I'm sure, something he's looking for after all, yeah. like the ups and downs he's had. So, I mean, who knows? We'll see. But again, that, that market is going to be dictated because of how small it is strongly by the deal that Matt Chapman gets. So we will continue to pay very close attention to how uh, everything works out there in free agency, especially with the third base market. But of course, uh, we implore you guys to check out our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. Uh, They will take care of all of your financial needs. Uh, I don't know, maybe you'll get four years, 50 million, but for more than 84 (laughs) years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted credit union, uh, dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions to you the customer that most importantly best suit your interest uh, that's something that you need to make sure you find when it comes to a financial team uh, the desert financial uh, team are financial experts who are committed to their members and their community and offer you the best products uh, again for whatever you're looking for uh, i got my first home mortgage through desert financial and i'm very proud uh, to still you know be a homeowner to this day and i'm very proud of the journey they got me on because they helped me make that a reality so i'm still upset at how much you paid for your house oh i know and i mean you're going to be more upset about my interest rate but yeah i don't want to talk about that at all but (laughs) uh, when you open a free checking account online you'll get 200 dollars in bonuses uh get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 uh thank you guys of course for being here right now on the phnx sports youtube channel if you guys haven't subscribed to the channel yet make sure to do so now sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live drop us a like we always appreciate that Uh, And of course, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, we always appreciate those five star reviews uh, as well as, uh, you know, of course, subscribing there as well. We've Uh, gotten some lovely reviews recently. We have. Shout out to everyone who's left uh, a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We have like 130 something ratings now. Very much appreciate everyone that takes the time to do that. Absolutely. Uh, Also, we were talking about uh, all of our bets, including our future bets that we're waiting to hear the results of. Uh, One of those coming this afternoon that, of course, all Arizona Diamondbacks fans should be interested in. That's the rookie of the year. But if you placed your futures bets, make sure to cash in on those uh, when those awards are announced over at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Of course, if you're a new customer, you can place your first uh, bet sportsbook wager through their mobile application of at least $10. And if you do, using our code of PHNX, you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. All you have to do is download the app on iOS or Android or visit their website at betmgm.com. Sign up using our code of PHNX, deposit at least $10 into your newly created account, and then just place a wager in that amount or more uh, at a standard odds price. Once you have placed a qualifying bet, you will receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. And of course, make sure to use that app better than I did, uh, especially football, college football, college basketball all back. There's plenty of options, some great parlay options. Make sure to check out uh, Damon on the PHNX Bet Show. He'll be, be, be sure to guide you as well. But again, sign up for the BetMGM app. Use our bonus code PHNX. Place your first Bet MGM Sportsbook Wager through this mobile application of at least $10. You will receive those $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 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 I remembered. We I remembered this. We nailed it that time. Uh, of course, uh, we were talking uh, a bit there in the in the chat about free agency. A uh, piece of Yoshi says, "I can't believe we released Tyler Gilbert." We absolutely did do that. Uh, we will have more on that as well coming up here this week. Uh, Connor Mormon says, "Hours away from cashing that plus five hundred Corbin Carroll rookie of the year." You're damn right. Uh, do you think? Do you think it's going to be unanimous? I don't. You don't. I don't. I fear that it's Senga not going will get to be a couple. Senga. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if Senga did. I also wouldn't be surprised if Corbin Carroll won it unanimously. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of on I'm kind of right. on the fence about You're right. that. Like the only thing that would be truly shocking is if Corbin Carroll doesn't win it. That would be jaw dropping. Oh, that, that would, would be, be that would be. It would, 
I don't know how would, I would react. Yeah. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be good, though. It probably wouldn't Nothing be good. Nothing would make me more angry. If Corbin Carroll does not win the Rookie of the Year award, I think we're going to have to do an emergency podcast. Yeah. Which would be around 4, 4, 4 p.m. local yeah, time. Yeah, because the award and, is supposed to be announced at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, right? Or I think it's 6 p.m. Eastern. Because, oh, yeah, I forgot know, about the time the whole, change. Yeah, yeah whole right, daylight savings that's thing. Right. Yeah, I don't acknowledge uh, that. I don't acknowledge that at all. But... Um, yeah, I, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do an emergency podcast if that happens. We're gonna be live for about uh-huh. seven hours because yeah. that's how long it's gonna take for Damon to like fully get out all of his frustration. Um, I mean, Damon won't be the producer on that episode. There's no way that he'll be able fair. to work. Damon will be shirtless. I'll be uh, in the back of a of a police car. Yeah, handcuffed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just cut to Damon uh, with like war paint on, <laughs> shirtless. Part of his hair singed somehow <laughs> with fire, uh, and yeah, just handcuffed and arrested for his behavior. But of course, that's then. That's that's later. We'll that's, deal with that later. Not, now that is, is not going to happen. Now is Monday, and you know what we do on Monday. Of course, every year is the year of the of the snake around here. That's how we do things. Every year is the year of the snake. Uh, every month is Pride Month on this show. Every week is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. But on Monday, we go to the mailbag. Damon, let's go. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Oh, we're taking all uh, Phoenix Rising questions today, too, by the way, because the Phoenix Rising are your USL champions, baby. I had to get that out. That's why. You mean Phoenix Rising are your USL. You're not allowed to put the word the before Phoenix Rising. Did I say the Phoenix Rising? You said Rising? the yeah. Phoenix well, Yeah, you said the no Phoenix no. Rising. I, I will say the Phoenix Rising. They get mad at that. They get really they get really I will say the Phoenix Rising, but you can fight me later. Uh these are champions. And so right now I don't care what anybody says. Uh can we get to the first question, please, Damon? <laughs> it's from our guy Michael. And Michael wants to know uh this totally rational question that we are absolutely going to be able to give you facts and answer for you. Michael Rokiki asked if Corbin Carroll had ten stolen base attempts at second against Gabby Moreno how many times do you think Gabby throws him out this is like a math word problem like <laughs> if where there's not nearly enough if a, information yeah, if provided if a train is traveling <laughs> westbound at 75 miles per hour how long will they take to get to California no uh no, but that's like actually a reasonable question where all of the data is provided. I know I know this one is not but I guess we need to know where in California you were headed well no but... you, you know where he's headed he's heading from first base to second base Jesse Gabby well, knows yeah, where he's this headed situation. He I was talking about run. the California thing yeah uh oh Ernesto wants to throw another variable in there Ernesto asks who's pitching <laughs> yeah well so that but that's exactly what my first question would yeah, be because yeah. in like in the playoffs we saw JT Romuto behind the plate and Corbin Carroll of uh, in games one through five of that NLCS against the Phillies, he wasn't running. And yeah. we talked about this at length on the show. Uh, we talked about it almost entirely. I was so tired of talking about why Corbin Carroll wasn't stealing bases. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, of course, we talked to him about it in the clubhouse time and time again. And his answer was basically that the math just didn't work out in his favor. That's the way that the Diamondbacks yeah. view this. The Diamondbacks yeah. are very cognizant of you know, like they want to be aggressive on the base pass, but they want to make sure that they're safe. Uh, like they want to make sure that there's a good chance that they're, you know, they're not going to just run into a needless out on the bases. There's a lot of negative value in running into Correct. an out on the bases, yeah. even for even as valuable as a stolen base can be. So, yeah, like the reason that that happened, though, like JT Romuto does have the fastest pop time in baseball, faster than Gabby Moreno by nine one hundredths of a second, I believe. But at the same time, what was really happening there is some of the Philly starting pitchers had made some adjustments in order to be really quick to the plate. And that ultimately was why Corbin Carroll wasn't comfortable stealing in those moments. So right. all of this to say, I need to know who's pitching, I guess. And are they doing some kind of fancy slide step or something like what Aaron Nola was doing in the NLCS? Yep. Uh, or are they just kind of doing what what they normally what they normally would do? Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't really have a concrete answer to this question. To be perfect. It's really fun to think about, but I don't really know how to answer it. <laughs> the answer is four. That's it. The answer is four? It's four. It's four stolen bases out of ten. That's how many Carol gets. Next question. (laughs) See, it's not that hard, Jesse. Let's go. What do we got? Uh, Scott the Human asks, and that's at Scooter2319 on Twitter, what are the chances of re-signing Gurriel? Uh, 
I would say based on his Instagram post, zero mm. percent mm. of chance of resigning him. Uh, well, honestly, I think here the the point that I've made over and over and over again about this is simply that I don't feel like it makes sense for the team or for Guriel for him to stay here. So it's definitely going to happen. It absolutely has to happen, <laughs> clearly. No, but I, I just mean that, right? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that the Diamondbacks love Goriel and they very much are aware of the impact he had on this team. Defensively, offensively, his character in the clubhouse, his interactions with fans, how much fans embraced him, everything about him. Like, there's no, there, there's some downside to Guriel, right? He's a very streaky hitter. His defense yeah. is kind of a bit overrated in the numbers versus what we've actually seen out of him at times. I thought you it know, was pretty good. It was, it was still pretty good. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm trying not, but I'm just saying, as far as Guriel, like extending him to a longer term deal, I think the Diamondbacks very much know what they have in him and they know what they would pay him. But I think that there is another team that is going to pay him double almost to that amount that the Diamondbacks are willing to pay him. And I don't think that it's smart for them to necessarily then put that much of their finances into Guriel when there are opportunity, there is an opportunity here for them to potentially upgrade from what he had to offer this team. And, and I mean, not nearly pay as much as, as he could get. It's just, it feels like one of those situations where he's going to get that, that, that payday that he, yeah. you know, kind of earned this season and his production after that might not live up to whatever that team pays. Him. I don't know if the D-backs are going to be able to upgrade over over Guriel. Uh, I mean, I think there may be some situations where that could happen, probably via trade. But yeah, like he he is going to get a pretty decent yeah. chunk of change, I think, this winter. And, you know, like we've said before, when we've talked about this topic, like Guriel only made five point six million dollars, I think it was this year. Yeah. At that val at, yeah. at that number, it's he's a tremendous value tremendous on this baseball value. team. Yep. But once you get into, you know, I think I think trade rumors at four and fifty six or something like that. I don't know if I I don't know if I see the D backs being willing to do that. Uh I still think they need a a corner outfielder yes. who bats right-handed. Yes. You don't want to go into a season where every single outfielder you have bats left-handed. Uh I still think uh, yeah, I still think you want someone who who can hit a little bit that that can play that position. But I don't know if I don't I don't really see Lourdes being the guy. Yeah. All right. What else we got, Damon? Uh, Jacob Schultz asks if you had to pick two guys from last year's roster to play threes at the local YMCA with, who would it be? Why is it Dre Jameson and Rake McCarthy? Uh, I am not going in that direction at all. Uh, I, I, I imagine just to clarify, imagine we're talking about playing three on three here, basketball, right? Right. That's and, what we're and going like, with. you are one of the and three I players one and of you're the picking three. two and okay. I'm picking two. I, I'm taking Miguel Castro and I'm taking Luis Frias for obvious reasons here, right? Like we don't need to, I'm, I'm taking the, the guys that are almost seven feet tall <laughs> and I'm just going to dish to them all day long. I'm going to be an incredible distributor of the ball. And that's, what's going to happen. Frias is only six, three. Frias isn't that tall. Eh. Castro is six foot seven. He's got a big body. He's got a big body. That's yeah, down in the down. Yeah. Frias Actually, that's wild to think that Kevin Ginkle is taller than Luis Frias. That's I have a I would like to see those two gentlemen. I'm back going to back. Ryan Thompson. Teton? Because he's six foot eight. Okay. And Geraldo Perdomo because he's dating Sophie Cunningham. That's such a brilliant selection. And they're working for on that their reason game. alone. Yeah. Perdomo's got to be at the top of his game. You know when he's, they he's spend, out there. Date night is spent in the gym. Yeah. Oh shooting yeah. Shots. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Did you say Ryan Thompson is six foot eight? Isn't he like six, freakishly tall? He's six five. Six five. There's Very just tall. so much blasphemy as far as like how tall people are. Oh right my now god. On this, this is my ridiculous. What are, you, um, what are you taking? Are you just looking at height now? That's you got the heights in front of you. No. So I would take Zach Gallen. Actually, that's a terrible. The choice. Diamondbacks <laughs> several. The choice. Diamondbacks several years ago <laughs> made a video that was like a three-point shooting contest thing. Oh, and Gallon was just and drilling Zach it? Gallen was in there, and so was Luke Weaver. And Zach Gallen, the man can the man can stroke it from beyond the arc. Like the man is a has a pretty decent three-point shot. Yeah, and yeah, like I don't I don't just want to you know, I, I don't want to just like back you down in the post and that that's the only that's the only 
you know, tool in the tool belt. Like I want to have a little bit of diversity on my team. How are you going to defend the Perdomo Ryan Thompson pick and roll Jesse? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. I have to to actually see them pick up a basketball. (laughs) The other person that I would have on my team is obviously Corbin Carroll. Because uh, Corbin Carroll, terrible choice. Corbin Carroll yes, will run sucks. circles. <laughs> he will run circles around whatever, just, whatever guys you have, like just standing, yeah. but standing, you know, like they're not gonna be able to guard him, right? <laughs> yeah, and Corbin no, Carroll fair. is a freak athlete who I'm sure, that's although fair. I've never seen him play basketball, I'm sure he can, he can probably, you know, probably has a decent shot and whatnot too. Yeah. So yeah, me, Zach Gallon, Corbin Carroll. Last yeah, place. Pretty Last formidable place. trio. Uh, Gabriel Ferrer says, also the answer is Seawald. He has that old head baller at the YMCA type build. He really does. I did consider Seawald is just straight up that, that guy. That guy that's like, like, you're like, oh, what is this? older white gentleman doing playing on this court? And he absolutely would fucking run everything. He would be uh that guy that had the experience we didn't know he had. Also, he has big dad energy. So we know we've already talked about Seawald's <laughs> entire big dad energy thing. You know he's going to be the guy out there. Uh, oh, see, Jesse, they're pointing out you uh, you went you went with a short guy. Corbin Carroll is not 5'6". <laughs> how does no one know how tall any of these players are? Corbin Carroll might not be 5'10", as yeah. he's listed. I will grant you that. But he's taller than 5'6". Yeah, he's definitely like 5'8". Right. Yeah, he's probably like he's probably like 5'8". And again, yeah, it's all it's all about his speed. Yep. Like you I mean, I don't care if you're way taller than Corbin Carroll. He's just going to dribble right past you yeah. and, and fake you out and do all sorts of things that you're going to have no answer for. And we're just going to absolutely demolish you. Until me, me, Zach Miguel and Corbin Castro just stands there and swats him. Oh, I, yeah. Towers over him. Oh, what else we got? See it. Uh, Kevin Lundberg. Next question comes from Kevin Lundberg. Kevin says outside the likely work of the HVAC roof and lighting. What is the top of your list for Chase Field improvements next season? Jesse. So I have one that's completely unrealistic. Let's go. But we I feel like we've we've talked a little bit about various improvements at at the ballpark oh, we've before. We've talked extensively. So I I've already given some of the like more realistic things, but something I noticed yesterday watching the Cardinals game, which I feel like I maybe knew in the back of my head already but had never like actually put words to, is that the the roof at what do they call it these days? Is it still University of Phoenix sure. State, State Farm Stadium? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the building State is called. State Farm Stadium. State Farm Stadium. Yeah. Um, the roof you can like is clear. It's like transparent, I guess would be the sure. word. Um, and so it actually it sort of acts as like a skylight. It allows a lot of natural light to get into that building. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would make a world of difference at Chase Field yeah. if the roof, because obviously you're going to have to have the roof closed a substantial portion of the season. But if you're able to get some natural light in that way, I think that would make a huge difference. So granted, that would be probably an extremely expensive change to make. Uh, they would have to like uh, just be like putting a new roof on the building, I guess, that's yeah. made of a completely different material. But I noticed that yesterday and I feel like that would that would add a lot. And, you know, in those in those summer months when it feels a little dark in there, I think it would really be a game changer. I, I, I think I said this before, I, I like. I just I want better like screens and, and such in there better better ways to see the scoreboard you know I mean I, I know at one point when they installed that that scoreboard uh, you know television that was gigantic when they upgraded that screen but now it's been beat to shit and like by comparison to a lot of other stadiums the technology even kind of looks old and yeah some of that stuff upgrading so, the center field yeah, scoreboard the, the would center be field like in general area and i think again uh I've, I've talked about this before i would love a digital clock i would love the clock to be back up at the top but have it be digital where you can just have that clock face on it you can do that way i can it. read it in yeah. less than two minutes right yeah jesse <laughs> needs it to actually like flash like that it's 703 up there and stuff like that but no i mean that mixed with like bring back the you know have screens up there for the out-of-town scoreboards make them look like the out-of-town scoreboards have you know again we do all this cool stuff with computers and apps and stuff where we make it look like a certain thing like make it look like the out-of-town scoreboards and then have the functionality to be able to change it and say home run across it and things like that make the stadium more exciting like there's just a lot of revamping that i think needs to be done to bring it up to modern technology and i don't think that the concrete building itself needs to change i just think that yeah. there are improvements that need to be made and they need to be made constantly uh and bring back the goddamn cup holders for the seats 
because that's infuriating. Oh, I didn't notice that. That bring back the cup holders. I just don't. Is that like a like everywhere in the ballpark? The cup holders? No, there's still cup holders in some places. But I just I noticed. I think somebody brought up the cup holders. Perhaps Damon, if you can scroll back up, I think someone else agreed with me on that. But maybe it was Chris. But yeah, I just am not like really in the stands, so I don't. I don't know about that, but yeah, that he just big time all of you. Did you hear that? I'm not really in this. Yeah, that was such a flex. <laughs> that was such a flex. That was incredible. Okay, well, I'm uh, just stating a simple <laughs> fact that there are things that you know that I don't. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm trying to uh, say there. Well, you do know about Circle K's uh, inner circle. I program, do. Right, you're I a big fan know. of that. I am too. Make sure that if you have not checked out Circle K's inner circle membership program, you do so now. It's free. All you have to do is to join it is by is download. The the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. But if you do, you will get all sorts of wonderful benefits, including saving 25 cents off per gallon on your first five Phillips. You'll also get buy five, get the six one free on a selection of Circle K products. You'll get three cents off per gallon for all the remaining Phillips after your first five uh, and all sorts of other wonderful things. Today, I got an email from them that they wanted me to choose my deal. Did I want something off of the roller? Or did which is like hot dogs, taquitos, oh, stuff wow. like that. Or did I want a free slice of pizza? If you what an are amazing a email to get. Yeah, right. Wow. What do you want? What do you want for free? We're just giving <laughs> you stuff free. Not buy one, get one free. Just free. So make sure to check out Circle K today. It's America's Thirst Stop. Uh, and do not sleep on their wonderful snack selections that are Circle K branded because those are incredible. Uh, another incredible <laughs> place that you should check out, of course, is Empire Today. Uh, we love Empire Today. You've heard the jingle uh, your entire life, pretty much. When it came to sports and Empire Today, keep shopping for floors. Simple with a curated product selection. They, they just let you shop at home. That's the best thing that Empire Today does. They also service their own warranties and they use professional installers. So you will make sure that the job gets done correctly the first time. But again, you will the biggest thing about flooring deciding which one which flooring you want deciding how much of your home you're going to floor deciding what it's going to look like with your current decor your current wall colors all of that stuff so they take the guesswork out of it with their virtual floor designer which is a great way to see how the new floors will look in any room and of course again like i said you won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number uh, if you need to have your uh, installation service their warranty and serviced at all empire today today takes care of all of that so schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive a 350 dollars off discount when you use promo code phnx restrictions do apply see empiretoday.com phnx for details all right well uh yeah jesse everybody's mad at you now and everybody's yeah. you, so <laughs> my god might as well might as well turn on jesse some more do we have some uh well bill wait hold on take take a step back bill says we need better concessions too and of course that means bringing dutch brothers back to chase field what do i need to get dutch bros back just whatever it takes let's make that happen we've had this conversation dutch bros is not like a ballpark item right and just what do you mean there's a black rock though what do you mean it's the same yeah place. i just i guess i just don't it's like coffee coffee at a baseball drinks? game what do you mean Derek, what is i the, just want to say i make fun of my mom for saying dutch brothers because it sounds like you're just elderly I'm the oldest person <laughs> yeah. in the world yeah dutch brothers dutch brothers sorry i apologize <laughs> for that sometimes sometimes i try to hold my hide my old ways but they just come out sometimes so all right what else we got we got a. Uh, Email from or email. Oh my god, this is what my dad <laughs> How does. old are you, Derek? I, just, I am a million people emailing years old. questions now. All right, you go snail mail next. Yeah, that's fine. Charles Woodall Pike, aka Cactus on Ice, asks the rising won a championship by going through San Diego, a SoCal team, a NorCal team, and a team from the East Coast. So clearly, the D backs need to go through the Padres in the wild card round, Dodgers in the NLDS, Giants in the NLCS, and the Orioles in the World Series to win it all next year. I, we have to fight the entire NL West, well, except the Rockies because <laughs> they don't matter. But uh, wow. no, I don't. I, I don't hate this idea. I like the idea of vanquishing your foes on the way to the World Series and then beating, uh, you know, the other young, exciting team there. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I just want. I just want that ending. I just the, whatever whatever path it takes to get there. I just want 
the happy ending that, that these guys got last night because I mean, man, yeah, what like, an ending. Whatever I still don't fully understand how soccer yeah, works. Jamie and told. I had to explain to Jesse <laughs> how last night's game with the rising would have equated over I'm to still like, not convinced so, that rising won because yeah. the final score was one to one. To one. He doesn't understand what the little numbers down are. He doesn't understand the penalty. Yeah, like in baseball like they put like the number yeah. of hits and errors on the scoreboard too, but that doesn't right. like the team that wins scored the most runs. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Uh, it's like if the Diamondbacks would have been losing one nothing for the entire game pretty much, and then in the okay. bottom of the ninth with their last batter with two outs, they hit a solo home run that ties the game. Then okay. tied game, end of innings, go to extra innings. Let's say we play 10, 11, maybe even 12, and the game remains scoreless. Now at this point – okay. Soccer kind of converts over to like a home run derby, if you would. So it would be like after the 12th <laughs> inning, now we're going to see who can hit the most home runs out of five is kind of how it would be at that point. Right. So it's like that's my best way to kind of express to you how exciting last night's championship. I think game you was. just explain exactly what Major League Baseball means. To yes, do. <laughs> I know. I've tried to tell you guys this for years. That but would be an electric. That would be electric. Rule. Yeah. You have to pick five batters to go out there against <laughs> like pitch. one pitch. Yeah. Just one. One pitch to hit. No three strikes. No nothing. Just one pitch. And if you can hit it for a home run, then it counts. And it would also have been like, you know, whoever they were opposing went up two home runs to zero. And then the Diamondbacks hit three home runs in a row. And they hit, did not to take it home. That's how the penalty kick situation were. It was an mm. exciting game. And I'm just trying to express to Jesse that he needs to watch a little bit of football. But uh, that's all. That's all we got. Uh, back to Cactus on Ice. Yes, let's do all of that. Let's beat the entire NL West and go to the World Series and win it. You're, you're not going to get a no from either one of us on that one. Well, maybe from this guy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Aaron Hughes asks, who is your favorite non-D-back random player around the league? I think I have objectively the correct answer to this question. Okay. It's not, this is not just my favorite random player. Like, this should be everyone's favorite random player. It's Garrett Stubbs. It is not. <laughs> it is not. I was like, David spit out his coffee. It's right not when Garrett I was taking Stubbs. a sip of my coffee, it's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Uh, it is former Diamondback, Wilmer <laughs> Flores. Yes. Yes. Wilmer Flores in 2023. Uh, who. 284, 355, 509. That was a slash sign. 23 home runs. He had a 136 OPS plus. According to his uh, WRC plus over at Fangraphs, if you go minimum 400 plate appearances in 2023, Wilmer Flores was the 15th best hitter in all of baseball. And he is Wilmer Flores, a guy that like has sort of fallen off the radar of, I think, a lot of baseball fans. My question is, why did you just use stats to determine who is your favorite <laughs> baseball player? That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Clearly, Damon still hasn't figured out how my brain works. Jesse uh, was like, his underlying metrics are so good. He's my favorite non-diamondback. Oh, there's nothing underlying about any of that. Like, that's just straight. Like, I, that's yeah. 23 homers, yeah. man. Yeah. That's 23 balls in the seats when you're playing one of the most pitcher-friendly ballparks in all of baseball. How old is Wilmer Flores now? Uh, 30, 34? Yeah. And he's a former Diamondback. So, I mean, yeah, that's I, I that tracks. Mine's Lars Newtbar. And I don't need to give you any reason. It's just Lars Newtbar. Like you, like you said, Damon, it's just pure feel. Like, I could have gone with a Mookie Betts because I like Mookie Betts very much. But I, I will go with like a more, you know, like not a superstar player, right? Like more of your random kind of guy. I think Lars Newtbar has that superstar potential and obviously he had that great you know that great experience in, in the uh, world baseball classic but uh, I just I like him a lot and it's hard not to like him and I still think he's a Star Wars character secretly deep down inside. it's a great name for a Star Wars it character. is a great name I like Hassan Kim yeah yeah I had him I had him on my list as well uh, he but it's also very numbers based so Damon's gonna <laughs> gonna just hate me for it but <laughs> Yeah, Hassan Kim is just super underrated. Like on a team that obviously has a lot of a lot of stardom. Yeah. Uh, over in San Diego, you could argue that Hassan Kim was their best player in 2023. Uh, just yeah, really remarkable stuff. Stole 38 bases, 17 home runs, 60 RBI. 
Uh, he had 4.4 wins above replacement on Fangraphs. I think it was like up over six on baseball reference. Pretty dang impressive season from a guy that doesn't get nearly as much attention as a lot of the other guys on his team. Um, I saw a tweet there. Can you go back here a little bit, Damon? Our guy Matt. A tweet? Matt tweet. <laughs> I'm broken today. today. I'm just absolutely broken today. <laughs> a comment here in our chat from Matt Schottel. He said, uh, "My uh, hey, y'all, my son's a huge fan. Can you say hi to, uh, I hope I'm getting this right, Jacavian? Jacavian? So, hello. I feel like we're not getting that right. No. But that's about as. No, but that's okay. Jaquavian, and I Ju- also Jaquavian? think he might be trolling us. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's also hilarious, too. So, either way, welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. What else we got, Damon? Uh, Brian Bobbitt uh, says, this is a Derek question. This is at BB underscore Nitro. He says, with the it's time for Paul Seawald to pitch meme being a thing. Should he ha- add the Vader it's time to his entrance before jump around starts? Uh, you know, I'm never going to say no to adding more pro wrestling to baseball. So the answer is yes. But the problem is, is that if I'm not mistaken, I do know that Vader's theme song starts out with saying it's time, it's time, it's Vader time. And that feels like more like a Josh Hader kind of thing, because if you're not listening directly like it might sound like his last name i don't know but mm. yeah I, I i like it though i know i'm probably gonna do some sort of premiere video to make sure i try to get that in there in front of him or something but uh yeah no i don't know uh of course pro wrestling and baseball do go hand in hand we all know that so more of that and uh especially considering nobody's gonna understand that reference because that's that's a that's a pretty old wrestler right there all right what else we got uh ryan hanley asks uh what do you know about how we will be able to watch the national league wagon on tv we will need the mlb will we need the mlb app for the season Mm. jesse any thoughts on how we're gonna watch it we still yeah we still still don't really know yeah um that was a, a question that was sort of floating around a little bit at the gm meetings uh to gms like do you anticipate the a TV situation affecting your payroll for this coming season. The Diamondbacks, of course, are a team that would potentially fall into that category. Um, I wrote a little bit about that in, in the article that I published over the weekend. But yeah, in terms of the logistics of how the games are going to be broadcast, we don't know. And that's a, that's a you know, once we know that, then we'll probably have a better idea of, of where things go from a revenue standpoint, whether the D-backs are able to actually recover all of the revenue that they would have made under their previous deal or whether it seems to be the more likely situation of them taking a fairly significant cut on that front if major league baseball comes back and does it again i guess that would maybe be like the the status quo like what i would maybe expect before and until we hear anything else then yeah it'd probably be you know similar to what you got in the second half of the season where you can buy a package from major league baseball directly if you're in market uh, it was nineteen ninety nine a month, right? And uh, you know you can use that to uh, watch all Diamondbacks games if you're here in town, or you know it was also available on a number of the the various streaming services as well. So it should still be logistically pretty easy to find, I yeah. think. But we don't we don't know exactly what it looks like yet. And honestly, I think the big thing about it is that. Uh, I don't know if the Diamondbacks are going should even expect to be able to get back what what they were going to get. Probably right? not, because we yeah, know it, the Bally's deal was kind of, um, I mean, on the high end of things as far as what they were paying. It's the reason why it was such a good deal for the Diamondbacks. It really allowed them uh, to kind of, you know, increase their budget. Which obviously the postseason run is going to have a you know a great impact on the amount of money they have to spend. But the the postseason run might might make up for the, the the shortcoming but they might still end up being you know having less money overall than they than they did than they would have had if that deal would have been honored so yeah mlb last season was dedicating to paying 80 percent of what the diamondbacks were going to receive but again we don't know how that's going to go yeah there was forward. i think alden gonzalez at espn uh when the d-back shifted over to their game is being televised by major league baseball he wrote in that story that that 80% backstop was only for the 2023 season, did not extend into 2024. So if it is just Major League Baseball coming back, televising these games, as far as we know right now, it doesn't look like the D-backs could safely expect 80% of what they were receiving previously. So yeah, right now it's just sort of a waiting game. We're, We're waiting for news on the stadium. We're waiting for news as far as the TV situation goes. 
uh, there's kind of a lot that still has to happen over, over the course of, of this offseason. Yeah. Um, but as it stands, you can still order MLB.tv for $19.99 per month, and you can still watch it uh, the, the way that it was for the second half of the season. Uh, and there's been real no cha- really no changes to that, so we'll see how things go. But we do appreciate you guys sending your questions. Of course, you guys are awesome, as always, uh, and especially if you're a diehard. If you are not a diehard, make sure to grab that diehard membership today over at gophnx.com. It'll get you a free shirt of your choice over at the phnxlocker.com, including all of our wonderful playoff shirts, all of our Diamondback shirts, uh, and more. So check out. We are still a fucking dangerous team, so check out the shirt of a dangerous team uh, over at the phnxlocker.com. You'll also get access to Jesse's newsletter. You will get discounts with our partners uh, and so much more, including access to our members-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan because not only is it a great place to uh, have, have be part of the community, but we will also have exclusive content coming to the Discord lounge as well for all of you diehards. So stay tuned for that. Of course, you also have to check out Shady Rays, which has given you guys the best deal of their season exclusively to our listeners. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. We've talked about Shady Rays quite a bit. They are the quality sunglass company uh, that aren't going to cost you nearly as much as some of those other brands. And they do offer the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear, which I have absolutely already taken advantage of. Uh, They say every pair of their sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacement plan. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked, no guilt, none of that. They have your uh, back long after you purchase. They also will allow you to exchange your Shady Rays for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days uh, if you do not love your Shady Rays. There's absolutely no risk when you shop, whether it's online at ShadyRays.com or at their location here in town at Kirlin Commons. So make sure to check out our friends over there. Uh, and again, we thank you guys so much. We're so glad that we could have ruined Jesse's credibility with so many of you today based on some of his answers. Hey, right. man, you're you're the one who's like calling comments in the chat, like tweets and emails. All right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, we both ruined our reputations here. Yeah. Today, so. Good show. Uh, it's a good show. It's a <laughs> top of the. Uh, by the way, uh, we will be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Jesse has some time off later this week, so we'll have some special guests joining us as well. But uh, in the meantime, you can make sure to follow us on Twitter. That's still or x.com. Am I old by saying? I don't even know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Drop us a voicemail. Drop us. At- a- <laughs> uh, there's a message board for you to go on and send me uh, your thoughts. But Fax us uh, your mailbag <laughs> questions for next week. Uh, I am at uh, Derek. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not Derek. I'm at Cap underscore K man with a K. I am Derek Montia. This guy's at Jesse N Friedman. They confuse me because they all use their uses the normal names with the middle initial thing. Uh, but Damon, Damon is the people's producer. Uh, he is a Damon dog. That's D-A-W-G. Of course, we are Damon's dogs. Roof, bark, wolf. bark, bark. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cogs, Cogs is absolutely uh, the new beat reporter around here. So uh, that's definitely something to keep uh, track of. Tough day well. for Cogs. He's the new beat reporter and he doesn't even show up day one. Yeah, what's happening with that's that? That's crazy. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and Connor says no one calls it X, Derek. Thanks, Connor. I appreciate that. I don't Yeah, that, that's... That's that we can thing. accept. Yeah. We, we can we okay. can accept that. All right. One. Well, yeah. I will not do that anymore. But of course, uh, I, I don't know this stuff without you guys telling me. So I'm thankful for you guys being here. Of course, uh, you can follow our show at PHNX underscore DBX, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, we'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. So make sure to join us. And until then, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you finally acquire a third baseman for the Diamondbacks.